Amen. You guys go ahead and, and grab a seat. It is, uh, it is good to see you today. My name is Mark, and I'm the uh, pastor here, and we're excited to have you. If you're here for the very first time, we've got a free gift for you. We'd love to connect with you after church. We're at the welcome area out there in the lobby. I'd love to pray with you, answer any questions you might have. Like I said, we've got a free gift for you uh, this morning if you're brand new. Um, but if you are, uh, if you're brand new here this morning, uh, I also want to give you another way to connect with us. You, uh, instead of, uh, if you don't want to go out to the welcome area, that sort of thing, you can take your phone out right now and text the word hello to 606-268-6860. So if you're here for the very first time, you're brand new, we would love to connect with you. And so you just grab your phone right now, text hello to that number, um, and, uh, and man, we would love to uh, just connect with you, pray with you any way that we possibly can. Now, also, at the end of our service, we always give everybody a moment or two to fill out their connection card. But if you're a regular here at Summit, uh, I want to point you to something that we've set up for people who are regulars uh, every single week here. You can actually, that same number, you can text the word CONNECT to 606-268-6860. You can text the word CONNECT. There it is. You can fill out your connection card on your phone today. All right, and so this is the future. And so you can fill out your connection card on your phone. You can still fill them out. Uh, the physical ones right there will give you an opportunity to do that. <clears throat> but you can do it right there on your phone. Hey, our ushers are going to come, and they're going to get in place. We're just going to continue worship by receiving our offering this morning. And <clears throat> I want to say something to you really quick. I want to say to you that... Um, you know, a lot of things, with everything going on in the world right now and, and so many things that, that change and shift, you know what's important, um, and, and it's important, honestly, on, on a lot of fronts. Uh, it's so important to have just constant things in your life, just commitments in your life that are unchanging regardless of if the world changes. It's important for your soul, it's an, important for your mental, your emotional health, and so, so as things, you know, shift in the world and, and even in the days to come, I just want to point you to some things that you can build in your life that can be constant anchors, that can just, man, center you back into your faith, help you when, when there's a lot of fear in the world, just give you a lot of, a lot of uh, just sense that the Lord is with you. I just want to urge our church that, that as things might change in the world, you and I, we need some things that are constant, unchanging in our lives. So I'll give you an example. You know, what we talk about all the time in our church is reading Scripture. You know, reading Scripture, getting into God's Word, that's important. Another one is giving. Another thing that's a constant anchor in our lives is giving. In fact, I don't know if you know this or not, we talk about it every week and, and maybe you've never really paid attention. I would want to point our church to online giving, all right? You can open up the Summit app right now. You can go to our website, click on Give, and you can give online. You can give one time. You can set it up there. It's a recurring gift, but I just want to encourage you to build those kind of things in your life, those unchanging rhythms. Giving is one of those, all right? And I just want to say to our church, you know, this morning we're doing a, a, a food drive. We're doing a food drive for public schools, make food boxes for senior citizens. And with so many things changing in the world, no matter what happens, I just want to say to our church that ministry will not stop in our church. Does that make sense? 
and ministry is funded by the generosity of our people. So whether you give here, whether you give online, you are making a difference. All right? And so I just want to urge you, build that into your life. You can go to summithazard.com. You can open up the Summit app, click Give. You can begin to do that um, whether you're here or not. All right? I want to pray for us right now and ask God to speak to us. Would you just bow your heads, close your eyes with me this morning? Father, I thank you that this morning you are God and you are Lord and you are on the throne. And God, I pray that right now you would just speak to us today. God, I pray right now you would have your way in these next few moments. God, I pray that as we give today, it'd be out of generous hearts. God, that you would take what's given here and you would use it to transform the world. Father, I pray, God, as today we're even uh, gathering food for, for students and for senior citizens. God, that you would just make the position of our church one of generosity and love. God, that you would do that in us. God, I pray you'd bless every person that gives. God, thank you for it, whether they give here. Whether they give online, thank you for it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. You guys go ahead and uh, you can begin to give. <clears throat> well, man, uh, it's, uh, it's safe to say that since the last time we got together seven days ago, some things have happened in the world. Amen? Uh, right? I don't know what you thought 2020 was going to be. Um, I remember several weeks ago, my kids were talking. I was in conversations with people. Uh, my kids, do you think we're going to make it to the end of the year without a snow day? And I said, I don't know. Uh, none of my kids were ever asking, do you think we're going to make it to the end of the year without a pandemic? Um, and, and so uh, this was not on anybody's radar. Um, think about this. If I literally, if I came to you January 1st this year, and I said, you know what, listen, I know you love March Madness, but it's all going to get canceled. I, I know that, man, you really put a lot into the stock market, but, man, some things are going to happen this year. It's going to be wild. Listen, I know that you are excited about what's happening at your university, but what if I told you your semester is going to get cut short and you're not going to go? They're just going to end the semester. Um, what, what if I told you that entire countries are literally going to be shut down? What if I said that to you on January 1st of this year? you would have thought that I was insane. And here we are, right? And here's the deal. I think that there are probably just a million things that God might want to say to us, might want to say to the world. But, but I think that one of the things that we're seeing right now is we are seeing right now how fragile the world is. I mean, we're seeing right now how fragile the world is. And Jesus said this. Jesus literally said that if you build your life on anything other than him, it's just like building, building a house on shifting sand that could collapse at any moment. And so I don't know, I don't know everything that God might be saying to us, but I at least know that God is saying to us, man, you need to know that life is fragile. Amen? And, and, and we've been on this journey as a church, <clears throat> we've been on this journey of, as a church of, of talking about becoming a people of prayer, becoming a church of prayer, and maybe you've been kind of on the fence uh, with it. Maybe you've been kind of on the fence when it comes to becoming a person of prayer, and I just want to say to you, in light of the past seven days, and literally only God knows what's in front of us, that if there was ever a time for you and I 
to get off of the fence and become people of prayer, some of it is right now. Hello? Listen, right now, prayer is not less important. Prayer is more important. I think if, if, if there's anything that the Spirit is saying to the church right now, this one in every single church, I think if the Spirit is saying anything to the church, it's that it is time for the church to wake up, get on its knees, and pray and cry out to God like never before. And, and so, so in this series we've been in, this Pray EKY series, we've been talking about prayer, becoming people of prayer. And when we planned out this series... We planned that today would be the day when we would talk about intercessory prayer. We planned that today would be the day when we would talk about intercession. You say, what is that? Inter- <clears throat> this is not the day to have a public cough, by the way. This is not the day. I'm going to take a drink. I saw some of your faces when I coughed earlier, and I said, Jesus, either rapture me now or just send the Spirit. I'm just hoping somebody breaks out in tongues and just takes, you know. So if you're feeling that, let it loose, all right? Praise the Lord, right? But we've been on this series, and, and so today we, we had already planned to talk about intercessory prayer. And you might be thinking, well, what in the world is that? I, I've, maybe I've heard that word. I don't really know what it means. Intercession is when we ask God to do what only God can do. Intercession is when we cry out to God and we ask God to do what only God can do. Intercession is when we go to God and we cry out to God for heaven's resources, that we need Jesus to come and to move in our day and in our time. I love this quote about intercessory prayer. I think it's going to be on the screen. I love this quote. Watch this. It says, intercessory prayer is spiritual defiance of what is in the way of what God has promised. I mean, think about our definition. Prayer is spiritual rebellion. Intercession visualizes an alternative future to the one apparently faded by the momentum of current forces. Prayer infuses the air of a time yet to be into the suffocating atmosphere of the present. If you don't remember anything else, I just need you to grab the next phrase. History belongs to the intercessors who believe the future into being. Think about it. History belongs to the intercessors. Say, what in the world does that mean, Mark? What it means is this, is that if there was ever a time to pray, now is that time. That the world does not need you and I to pray soft, safe prayers. Jesus is literally telling us today that prayer is a tool in the hands of God that can bend and shape history. So history belongs to the intercessors. Listen, now is the time. Now is the time to get rooted in God's love, not fear. Now is the time, and in the days ahead, we're going to see, we're going to pray, ask God for opportunities and wisdom. Now is the time to love our neighbors. But some, listen to me, now is the time to pray. Right now. History shaping, bending prayer. So what is that? So I want you to grab a Bible, and I want you to open it up. Luke chapter 11. Luke 11. Luke 11. 
verses 5 through 13. These are going to be really familiar verses to a lot of us this morning. All right, Luke 11, 5 through 13. If you don't have a Bible, no problem. Uh, I believe they're going to be on the screen in just a moment. Luke 11, 5 through 13, all right? It says this, And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him anything because he is, a fr- because he, because he, because he is his friend. Yet because of his impudence... We'll come back to that. He will rise and give him what he needs. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? First thing Jesus is teaching you and I about prayer is, number one, prayer changes things. First thing you need to see about prayer is that prayer changes things. Jesus tells a story about a guy at midnight, has some friends come over to his house, and this guy wants bread, doesn't have any. Goes to his neighbor's house. The neighbor is apparently asleep and in bed. At this time, everybody wouldn't have had their own bedroom and beds and things like that. Literally, families in a house in Jesus' day all slept together to stay warm. And so when the man in the house says, we're all in bed, literally, that's what was happening. They're all, him, the kids, everybody in there, they're all together in bed. This guy's knocking on the door, midnight, imagine that, imagine that. Somebody calls you at midnight, how do you respond? You're asleep, now somebody's knocking on your door, and they're just knocking, and they're not stopping. And you're thinking, listen, if we ignore it, they'll go away. And 20 minutes later, what are they still doing, right? This guy just wants bread, man. And so, so finally the guy says, what? And, and the guy outside says, listen, I just want some bread. And the guy says, we're all in bed, it's too late, go away. And the guy will not go away. And then finally Jesus says, because the guy at the door, my Bible says because of his impudence. Literally what that means, because he is so annoying. The guy gets up and gives him bread so the guy will leave him alone. And Jesus says, you ought to pray that way. Jesus says, listen, that's exactly how prayer looks. Listen, the only reason we can talk about prayer like this is because Jesus tells us to. Jesus is literally teaching you and I when we pray that we need to annoy heaven until heaven answers. That we need to annoy heaven, knock and ask and seek until God moves. Ask how many times, he doesn't say. Knock how many times, he doesn't say. Seek how often should we do it. He doesn't say. He just says do it. And do not stop until God moves or God says no. Listen, you look at Jesus. Jesus prayed one time for the entire nation of Jerusalem. Why? Because Jesus knew prayer changed things. In in the book of Acts, the apostle Peter's in prison. The church got together and they prayed. Why? Because they were convinced prayer changes things. And one of the things we've said in this series over and over is we've said, what if every time you and I need help, It is an invitation to pray. 
Why? Because prayer changes things. Has anybody looked in the news this week, seen what's happening in the world, and said, what is going on? What are we going to do? Somebody needs to fix this. I just think that Jesus would want us to know this morning, prayer changes things. Maybe somebody in Frankfurt will do something. Maybe somebody in Washington will do something. We're going to talk in just a minute. Thank God for our leaders and for all, everybody that's working on this thing right now. But literally, Summit, we have one of the most powerful forces in our hands, and it is the force of prayer. We've got one of the most powerful tools in the world, the tool of prayer. So we need to use it. Prayer changes things. That's number one. Second thing, I think this might be most important. If you, don't, if you don't get anything else, I need you to get this one. I think this one's a game changer. All right? Number two, so prayer changes things. Second thing, though, we have got to see intercessory prayer, asking God to do things. This is our calling. That's number two. Prayer changes things, but if you're going to get one thing from me this morning, here's the one thing that I would love for you to get. This is our calling. I mean, look at the way Jesus kind of says this story there. Verse 5, which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight? You, verse 9, I tell what? You, ask, seek, knock. Who's the you? You are. I am. You and I are. This is our calling. Our calling as Christians is to go to God and to cry out to God and to ask God to move. This is our calling from God. I, I love this verse. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says this. I think it's on the screen. You, he's talking to the church. You are a chosen race. Watch this next phrase. This is the one I want you to get. A royal priesthood. You understand what that means? See, listen, in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, priests represented the people to God. So they would go into God's presence, into the, into the temple, into the tabernacle. They would pray for the people. They would confess the sins of the people before God. They would talk to God. They represented God to the people. And here's the deal. In the Old Testament, there were just a few priests. But now, in Christ, as we're followers of Jesus, now in Christ, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and me. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is interceding for us. Now in Christ, there's not just a few people who are priests. Every single follower of Jesus is a priest. Every single follower of Jesus has access to God. Every single, every, listen, history shaping, bending prayer is not for pastors. It's not for missionaries. It's not for like these big heroes you have in the Bible. History-bending prayer is for every grandparent in the room. History-shaping prayer is for every man, woman, who's a follower of Jesus in the room. This is for middle school students. This is for high school students. You feel weak and limited. Listen, you are a priest. You are not going to hear this in any press conference you're going to hear for the coronavirus. You're not going to hear this. But the world needs you to pray for it. Wow, that was a great response. Praise the Lord. Okay, wow, the world's in good hands. Thank you, Jesus. Um, the world needs you to pray for it. Do you understand that? Do you understand? Hello? Anybody with me this morning? The world needs you to pray for it. 
The world needs you to pray for it. Now, here's the deal. I, I see this on some of your faces. Now, the devil doesn't want you to know that's true. The devil is telling you that I'm talking to someone other than you. Look at me. I am talking to you. You are a priest. You have access to God. And when you, as a child of God, talk, heaven listens. Heaven says, ask. Heaven says, knock. Heaven says, seek. This is your calling. Listen, when you are washing your hands for 20 seconds, pray to the world and pray to Jesus and bend history towards him. Right? Do it. This is your calling. The world doesn't need you to pray safe prayers right now. The world doesn't need you to simply pray, Jesus, be with me today. Jesus is already going to be with you today. What are you going to do? Man, let's pray. This is our calling. So, okay, so maybe you're with me. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes things, and you're thinking, okay, this is my calling. I'm supposed to pray for the world and do this history-shaping, bending prayer. But how? How do I do it? Well, let me give you two things really quickly. Number one, number one, pray specifically. So when we're talking about intercessory prayer, praying for the world, going to God on behalf of the world, you, your family, your friends, your school, this community, pray specifically, all right? So what I want to give you, so, so maybe you're thinking, Mark, I don't even know how to pray right now. I don't know how to pray for what's happening in the world. I want to give you a way that you can pray for what's happening in the world, specific things. Some of these are mine. Some of these are from other people that I've seen this week that I just thought were really helpful that the people of God need to pray for. So go ahead and put those on the screen, and we'll just walk through all of these. These are specific things. So if you need to take pictures of that, pray specifically for what? For these right here. First thing, you should pray for the scientific and medical community right now. Why? That they would find a cure or a vaccine. That's exactly why you should pray. You should pray for them. Look at me. Would you just look at me? And if this makes you mad, you can email me. My email address is markcombs at idontcare.com. And I just, I just, I, I need you to know, I need you to know that Christianity, Christianity and science are not enemies. I need you to know that. These people are gifts from God. They don't know God. They are gifts. And I will receive them as a gift. Pray for them. We're going to do this in just a moment. Wyatt's back there. He called me yesterday. This was such a, this was such a great idea. You know, but we have so many people in our church that work in the medical community in all kinds of different, sh- all kinds of different ways. Listen, right now, they are tired. They, they have so many things going on with them. Who knows what's going on, going to happen in the days ahead. We need to pray for people that work in the medical community, scientific medical community. We need to pray for them that God would give them wisdom, energy, strength, and perseverance. So you should pray for them. Some of them go to our church. You know them by name. Even if you don't, you have access to God. Lift them up. All right? That was free, the science thing. It wasn't even in my notes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Number two, pray for local, national, and international leaders. This week, I was talking to some of our community leaders. Um, I just called a couple of them just to get their assessment on the situation and, and even having church today. And can I just tell you, our local leaders are working really hard right now. 
And they do not need anyone to criticize anything on Facebook. Again, Mark Combs, I don't care.com. And you should pray for them by name. I'm just talking to them and talking to them this week, you could just tell that the love and care they have for the community was on them. It was in their voices. And so you should pray for them. You should pray for our mayor. You should pray for our city commissioners, for our leaders. You should pray for our governor. You should pray for our president. You should pray for his staff. You should pray for everyone. Well, I'm not part of that political party. I'm not in on that. Listen, listen. One million years from now, Jesus Christ is not going to ask you were you a Republican or Democrat. Well, one million years from now, I'll be dead. No, you won't. You will be more alive than you were ever, ever were in this life, and your political party will not matter. All right? So just, just pray for them. If prayer cannot transcend party lines, we are in trouble. Man, this is all free this morning. You're welcome. We should pray for healing for the sick. should pray for healing for the sick. Now, again, I, just, I, I need to say this. Well, I don't know anybody that's sick, so I don't need to pray. No, you need to pray for Italy right now. You need to pray for Spain right now. God loves the world. The church should too. Does this make sense? Well, they're not in my circle. Pray prayers bigger than your circle. You have access to God. Use that access. Pray that God would give us patience and love for one another as we face the changes that are happening in our world. This isn't just for Christians, this is for all people. That God would just give all people supernatural love and patience with changes that have happened and watch will happen in the days ahead. What will happen? We don't know, but we just need to pray that God would give us patience and love and grace for one another as we face changes that are happening in the world. Pray that the church would be people of love. That right now that the church would be people of love. And also, and this is one that's in our wheelhouse summit, pray for revival and renewal. Right now, look at me, listen, listen. Right now, people are more open to Jesus than they've ever been. And, and listen, listen. We're, we're going to get to the other side of this. And can I tell you, one of the saddest things that would happen when we get to the other side that we get to the other side and life goes back to normal as if nothing significant just happened. Because right now, people are asking, what is going on? If, if I can't trust all of these things that I just assumed would always be there, what can I trust? What can I build my life on? The worst thing that could happen, one of the worst things that could happen, is everything goes back to the way it was, and then all of a sudden we just all go back to, well, life is what it is. And we never stop to consider, man, why am I here? What is life all about? You should pray for revival and renewal. So pray specifically, and then here's the last one, then we are going to pray right here. We're going to pray boldly. Pray boldly. Jesus says, knock. Have you ever went to knock on somebody's door and you didn't want to like be annoying or be really harsh and you just kind of tapped? Hello? You ever done that? You know what I'm saying? I've done, I've done that. Oh, they're not home. Sorry. I don't think that this is how this dude asked for bread, man. I don't think it meant, oh, would like some bread. That's not Jesus' story. I think that this dude, can you imagine this, man? You're asleep at midnight. I think this guy walked up to this dude's door at midnight and said, man, I need some bread. 
looking for some bread. You got any bread, right? I mean, you would jump out of bread. Jesus says, pray that way. This is bold knocking. This is bold praying. God, would you do something now? Would you send grace now? The the only way I can say this, and then we're done, we're going to pray. This is not my illustration, but I heard it, and man, it just crystallized so much. This was something I heard months ago, but it's even more so true now. It's just this illustration. You're a sports person. You'll know this, that the clock determines the play. The clock determines the play. You play differently. When the game just starts, you got all the time in the game left, no score on the board, nothing. You play differently then than you do with 10 seconds to go. You are down by two and you have the ball. Man, in those last moments, there's more urgency than there was. There's more seriousness than there was. The clock determines the play. And listen to me, we needed revival and renewal before COVID-19. Hello? We needed a move of God before this week. We needed a move of God before this was even on the scene. What do we need now? Listen, the clock determines the play. What's the play? History-shaping prayer is the play. That is the play. History-bending, Jesus-moving, kingdom-coming prayer. That's the play. Listen, in a world that's so uncertain, God is a sure foundation. I don't know what you're building your life on this morning. And listen, you might think this is just preacher talk, but I am telling you the one thing that you can build your life on that never moves is the foundation of Jesus Christ. If you don't know him, today is the day you need to come and give your life to him. God's a refuge in time of trouble. God's a rock that won't move. And so in these moments, we need to cry out to him. And so right now, right now, here we are. We've got time. Make sure this was a shorter sermon so that we can pray together right now, history-bending prayer. When history books are written, and they say, what did the church do during the coronavirus? Let it be said that the church loved and prayed. That's what we did. We loved and we prayed. So I'm going to ask us to pray right now. You can... You can pray right there in your seats. Uh, but but I'm, I'm going to ask us to do something here this morning. Um, if you are, I'm going to ask you to do something. If you work in the medical community in any way, shape, or form, uh, would you stand or at least raise your hand? Would you do that? Anybody in the room? Great. There's a hand right there. Several. Anybody that works in the medical community in any way, shape, or form, stand or raise your hand. Okay? A lot of people are standing, raising their hands. Those of, you, those of you who did not stand or raise your hands, I want you, I want you to pray for them. And, and in, in specifically the Old Testament, the people of God would just extend their hands towards somebody when they were praying for them. And so would you just extend your hands towards somebody maybe that raised their hand or, or, or that's standing? And we're just going to, in unison, in agreement, pray for these people today. Would you just pray with me? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Just go ahead and extend your hands out just as a sign of faith that, that we're, just, we're just lifting these people up to God. And, and, and Father, right now we come and we are asking and we are seeking and knocking for our brothers and sisters, our friends who are in the room right now in the medical field.
God, I pray that you would give them strength in these days. And God, we don't even know what these days hold, so you do. Father, would you give them every single thing that they need? Would you give them strength when they're tired? Would you give them perseverance? Would you give them patience? God, would you guide them, God, when they're in really difficult conversations with people? When, when they're working with people and those people might not be patient, would you give them patience? Father, I pray for protection from the, from the enemy for these people here today who are standing, who've raised their hands. Father, I pray that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit. God, that they would be missionaries in the medical field. God, that they would, just, they would, they would be people who are right there. God, you've put them right there to be priests. And so, God, maybe even open their eyes, God, even in this week, that they would begin to pray in new ways. They would begin to ask you for new things. And they would just begin to intercede for where they are as priests. It's their calling. God, I, I pray, Jesus, for their health, their physical health. God, that you would keep them healthy. That you would prevent sickness and disease from coming to them. God, that you would protect them, Jesus, in every single way. Father, we give them to you. God, they are a gift, and we thank you for them. God, we also pray for the scientific and medical community. It's not here represented in our church, but they need prayer this morning. Father, I pray for wisdom and guidance from them for them. That, God, that you would lead them to find a cure or a vaccine. For the coronavirus. God, that you, would, that you would give them wisdom. Give the scientific medical community uh, wisdom and guidance right now. Father, I thank you that you can do that. God, we ask you to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And now what I want to do is I want to take some time and we're going to pray for our community. We're going to move into a time of prayer. We're going to pray for three things. I want to have a time of prayer this morning for Eastern Kentucky. And then I want to pray for our country and our world. And then I want to pray for churches this morning, okay? So, so let's just go into a time of prayer. And, and, and again, if, if anybody wants to come up, you can or however, but you, you can just stay where you're at. You can even make your chair a, an altar if you want to get on your knees or whatever. But I'll just lead us in prayer. And, and with each of these, I'll even give you a moment just to pray and intercede on your own. But let's pray. We're going to pray for Eastern Kentucky. Would you pray with me? Father, right now, I just pray. I pray, Father, for our community right now. God, our community was already in desperate need for a move of God. It's with addiction and economic issues and, and so many things. God, our community was already in a desperate need for you. And God, right now, that's not, that's not gotten less. It's only increased. Father, just fear and anxiety it's on so many people's hearts. God, I pray as, as people look at the world in our community and they just wonder what is going on. What do we do? God, I pray for a movement of the Spirit in eastern Kentucky that we have never seen in our day and in our time. God, I pray that you would draw people who do not know Jesus to you and that they'd be saved. God, I pray Jesus, for our community, for protection in every way. God, for spiritual protection. God, right now in Jesus' name, I just tear down any stronghold that the enemy has built in this community. Father, in Jesus' name right now, 
I just want to tear down. We tear down in Jesus' name by agreement as your people this morning. We just tear down stronghold of addiction, of a scarcity mentality. We just tear these strongholds down in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you would just change the trajectory of eastern Kentucky. God, that you would change the direction that so many people have just spoken over this community. God, that it's over. Its best days are behind. This place is a ghost town and on and on and on. And God, we speak these things in the world. And God, you tell us that the tongue has the power of life and death. And Father, we just choose to speak life over eastern Kentucky. I pray for flourishing for our community, prosperity for our community, that the kingdom would come here, that Hazard and eastern Kentucky would look more like heaven, and you would make it so. God, in these days, draw us to you. And God, only you know what's going to happen, where, where this goes. And so, God, I pray for grace and patience and love for every single person in our community right now. Pray for students, the vulnerable, God, that you would protect them. God, I just pray that you would move in our community. God, I pray for our mayor. God, I pray for our city commissioners and leaders. God, that you would fill them with wisdom. You'd fill them with guidance. God, that they would listen to you. And, and Jesus, that you would speak to them any way that you want to or can. God, that you would guide our leaders. Thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. And now we'll just move into a time of praying for our, our country and our world. Father, we just come to you right now in Jesus' name and pray for our country and our world. God, we do. We spoke about it earlier. God, I pray for Italy I pray for a cure, that you would stop the spread of the coronavirus there. Spain, Europe, God, I pray for these countries, God. I pray China and South Korea, Father, we pray for our world. We pray for our country today. God, I pray that as decisions are made, God, that you would guide our president, our vice president, and our leaders, Jesus, that you would guide them, that, God, you would speak wisdom and that they would receive wisdom from you, that, that God, you would... Draw our country and our world to you. God, you said, John 3, 16, we all know it. It's a promise from you. God, you love the world. Father, move in the world that you love. Draw the world that you love to you. Draw this country to you. God, heal our land. God, we need you to move in this country. Father, I pray for a cure for the uh, coronavirus. God, for that you would stop the spread of it in this country, Father, that you would draw this country to you, that Jesus really would be glorified in our country, really would be worshipped in our country, not as an idea, as a notion, something that we used to treasure in our past, but we would love the person of Jesus now. God, you would do that in our country. God, we just need an awakening. And let it just... Spread through this country, Jesus, of revival from you. In Jesus' name, amen. And now let's just move into a time of praying for our churches. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name for the bride of Christ. We pray for your people, your sons and daughters. 
God, right now I pray that you would cause the church worldwide to be rooted in faith and trust. Father, we, we do live in a world of unknowns. God, we always have lived in a world of unknowns. And so, Jesus, would you help the church to be rooted and grounded in your love, that, God, we are your sons and daughters, that you hold us, and, Jesus, that, that we would be grounded in trust and not fear. Father, I pray for unity in the church today. Jesus, you said that the world will know we are your disciples by our love for one another. Jesus, you prayed in John 17 that the church would be one. God, would you make the church one? Across denominational lines, across, you know, worship style lines. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, Jesus. Would you just make the church one? That alone would be revival. God, would you do it? And God, would you do it here? That our church would lift up and love and bless other churches. Well, we're not in competition with any church. I pray for Christopher Church of God and Journey and Hazard First Baptist and New Hope and Frontline and Smithsboro and the Presbyterian Church and the Methodist Church. And I pray for, for Living Waters and I pray for every single church around. There's so many that I can't even think of. God, I pray that you would fill every single church. That you would bless every church. You would protect every church. God, that you would move, God, in the church. Not just local churches, worldwide. That the church would be people of love. That when history books are written about what the church did, when this was happening, that those books would say that the church loved others and they prayed. God, make it so. Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, give us our daily bread. God, we don't even know what we need, but you do, so give us our daily bread. God, forgive us for our sins. We forgive those who've trespassed and sinned against us. And God, keep us from the temptations of the enemy. God, for yours is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. And all of God's people said, amen and amen. And amen. Now listen, I, I, one of the things that I want to challenge us with just in the days ahead is that we would be people of prayer. And, and so you're going to see uh, things from us um, that I'm going to put out online and, and several things just to help us just to continue to pray. Now is a time to pray for our world and for our community. I want to invite you right now. If you want to, if you can, go ahead and grab your connection cards that are in your chairs, in your seats. People are going to be at each set of doors, and you can drop those cards in there. But, like I said, you can also grab your connect card right now, grab your phone rather right now. Text the word connect to 606-268-6860. You can fill out your connection card uh, on your phone. We would just love to know what God is doing in your life. And so maybe you're here and, and you're just overwhelmed with what you think God is doing. You don't know how to respond. You don't even know what to write on a card. Put that number down and text us later today. Text the word connect later. You can do it tonight at midnight if you want to. It's somebody, and you'll get a response. And, and so, so we would just love to know how we can pray for you, how we can love you, how we can serve you. Um, you know, church is not an event you go to. It's a family you belong to. And at times like this, family matters. Hello? Right? Family matters. Church family matter. And so I just, I just want to thank you guys so much for coming today. I just want to thank you so much for being here uh, today. And uh, stay connected 
online. Now, I do want to make an announcement. Tonight, we are not uh, gathering. Our, we've, uh, we've canceled students and small groups tonight. One of the things that you'll see, uh, we're going to have some gatherings online tonight. So maybe you've never been to small group, and you're going to see you can do that online and join us that way. Uh, like the Summit Facebook page if you haven't already, all right? But, but tonight's activities um, been canceled, and uh, so just make sure you note that change, all right? Hey, everybody stand up. I'm going to just pray a blessing over us. Don't forget you can turn in those connection cards at both sets of doors on your way out this morning. If you're brand new, we've got a free gift for you. I'd love to connect with you at our welcome area. Father, I thank you that as we go, we do not go on our own. We go in the strength and the power of our Lord Jesus. Father, we love you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. God bless you. You are dismissed.